Welcome to Younger Older. I'm Dave Wager, your host, and we're here in the studios at Silver Birch Ranch on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute. This is a program called Younger Older because normally I'm the older one talking to younger, but this time I'm the younger one talking to older. And uh, I oftentimes will have Mike, my good friend and colleague here at Silver Birch Ranch, join me. And we have some uh, life experiences we want to share and really talk to the younger people that are listening about things that we've learned and things that can help them, I think, live a life that's uh, fuller and more realistic. Um, I mean, I don't know about you, Mike, but I'm, I'm totally concerned with the, the lack of hope that I see in young people today, the, the desperation, the, the depression, the anxiety. Yeah. It's, it's unreal to me how yeah. they're living, and they don't have to live that way. Yeah, there's an avenue uh, that God has given us to uh, relieve us from that uh, tension, I, yeah. I call it that, or the fear uh, that drives us into depression and, and yeah. hopelessness. So you've had some tension and, oh. and availability to have even fear. Um, it, it, what happened to you recently? Well, recently I just got, you know, back in uh, on March 21st, uh, I ended up having uh, open heart surgery yeah. for a... Uh, a double bypass, uh, you know, surgery that I had uh, before that back in 2007. For those listening, that's just a couple months ago now yes. because who knows when you're going to listen to oh, this. Oh, yes, so that's right. About two months. Yep, exactly. So uh, I'm still kind of recovering uh, from that, but the recovery is going very, very well. Uh, but back in 2017, I had a heart attack, and uh, thus my coronary heart disease at the time uh, was, uh, was treated with stents, and uh, then just uh, the previous year in, um, you know, uh, a year from this March, I had another stent put in. I've had so three stents inserted. I've had now uh, double bypass heart surgery. Um, feeling absolutely fantastic right now. I didn't realize how, um, how diseased my heart really was, you know, at that time. And uh, so I, you know, I'm certainly glad that... Uh, you know, I had the surgery now. It wasn't fun to go through at the time. But uh, now, you know, you're making me paranoid because I think I was with you all the times yeah. before you went in on those. <laughs> That's right. You were. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and each time I was going, well, maybe you need to go get checked. And, and it's <laughs> like, you know, my dad died of a heart attack and he was up here at camp um, when I was uh, graduating from college and he had his first heart attack and lived about nine years after that. So yeah. I'm very aware of it. So I was just watching you go through the same steps. It's a yeah. pretty slow process that gets you to the point where you need those stents and you need the bypass. I mean, it's not something like you you get a knock on the door saying, okay, I think it's time for you to get a stent in your heart. Yeah, you, you just don't realize it uh, up front because, it's a, because it is a slow process. You kind of step through it and you don't really realize what's happening to your body because you think it's normal. Or you justify it by saying, well, it's just old age or, or uh, whatever it may be. Um, but really, the heart was in, um, well, at the time of the surgery, that I only was, it was only getting 30% of the blood it needed okay. uh, to, to operate efficiently. But I was having all kinds of symptoms, uh, you know, yes, uh, heart pain, which I've had for years, uh, way, you know, from way back to 2017 sure. when I had the heart attack. Uh, I've had the angina, I've had the pressure in the chest, but I was having other things like constant headaches, uh, things I just, you know, I thought, man, it's just, this old age is just, you know, yeah. driving me crazy. And uh, So in it, a way you were denying it again. 
Always. Uh, yeah, because you don't you don't really you don't really think about um, the ultimate you know what what was actually going to happen to you. Right. You know, and you know based from your urging and urging from my wife and other people who said you should get this checked out. You know, this is sounding it's getting worse. And I finally realized, yes, it is getting worse. So I went to a cardiologist. He said, hey, we're going to do a heart catheterization right away. Did the heart catheterization, found out that, um, well, the, the only 30% of the blood was actually feeding the heart. I had more aggressive heart disease than anyone even realized. He just pulled the catheterization out and says, I'm admitting you to the hospital right now. We're going to have, you know, double yeah. bypass surgery. And then. That gets your attention. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, right what were you thinking then? You're, you, you're a believer. We, we teach the Bible. You've been in positions where you've been running ministries, telling people of God's goodness. Yeah. Now, you just got the word from the doctor. It, you, we're putting you in. You're not leaving. This is serious. Yeah. So right. what are you thinking? Well, at that time, I, I was, you know, a lot of things go through your head. Uh, but one thing that didn't go through my head was uh, uh, fear. And I don't understand. I don't understand that. Uh, you know, I, I would think that would have been the normal reaction that anyone would have. Well, am I going to die? Uh, the surgery is, you know, pretty evasive. And but that that fear factor was not there. I had more questions about now. How do I take care of my wife, my family? How do I prepare, prepare them for this? For what could happen? Uh, how does uh, you know? Uh, how am I to serve them? If this is going to be my final days, what does that look like? Right. And it wasn't, uh, I really had no, I knew what the future holds. Uh, you know, if you if you leave this world, you go to the next. Right. And that's a pretty good deal. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's right. really, there's really nothing wrong with that. The only thing I regretted would be leaving my family right. and my wife. And So let me ask process. you a couple questions. Yeah. Did you believe that God would take care of your wife? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, I mean, again, as I ask that, I'm thinking people listening, they have no assurance of that. And, and if, if they were in the same position, they'd be a wreck because they wouldn't have that assurance. Right. Right. And because I knew of her faith. Right. You can sit back and, and I knew where she'd go. She'd go straight to the Lord, you know, in any of her needs. I knew I have a I have all my kids are Christians. So I knew, um, you know, I remember the phone call I have my son. And I basically told him I was going to go I was have this bypass surgery. We don't know what's going to happen, Matt, is his name. And I said, Matt, I don't know what's happened. But whatever happens, it says, you take care of your mom. Right. <laughs> you know, that, that's your job. Right. And uh, to get that commitment from him. Uh, so I knew that she had the Lord. She had family around her. She had a support system that would uh, sustain her no matter if anything happened to me or not. Yeah. You know, I find it amazing that people live this life as if they're not going to die. Yeah, I know. Yet we know 100% for sure everybody will die. Yeah, exactly right. It, we're not sure when. I mean, you can go by the law of averages and say, okay, you know, I shouldn't die till I'm whatever. And and that may be. But but we know that people in our country and all around the world have unexpected things happen to them, have illnesses, have cancers that come up, have, have other things that happen. And there's those moments where you are faced with, with your mortality. Yeah. And here, here's what I hear you saying, and I so appreciate it. I've always seen that if I walk with God today, he prepares me for tomorrow. Yes. If I don't walk with God today, 
I'm not prepared for tomorrow. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I encourage those who are listening to us. You don't wait till you're in a crisis to say, oh, yeah, where's my Bible? You get that out now and you read it and you think about it. You think about God's goodness. You think about who, what it is to walk with him. Uh, I had a young person come to me a, a while ago, a long time ago, and they were saying they were just bothered, depressed, angry. And I'm sitting there, what is your issue? Well, I just realized, you know, I'm, I'm, they got out of high school and so they're in the world by themselves and they're looking at all the changes and they're saying, you know, my parents, they're going to die. And I looked at them and said, are they, are they sick? No. Hmm. So you're just realizing now that your parents are going to die one day? Yes. And it bothers me. I said, well, yeah, it should. I mean, you love your parents. You want to be with them. But you do know that they are going to die just like you're going to die. Right. Here's what I guess. And I, I just told them, I'm just guessing that they're probably not going to die today. So God probably doesn't give you the strength right now for that. So when you think of it, you're not prepared. Yes. Yeah. But there'll be a time where God will prepare you for this if, if you're his child and if you're walking with him and if you trust him, there's going to come a time where disasters happen in life. Mm -hmm. But you will be prepared to go through it. So that would be my advice to young people that are listening and just listening to you yeah. say what you just did. Well, I think if you have a, if you have a consistent walk with Christ and uh, you have a, a deep abiding love for him, and you already know that he loves you. And, uh, and he prepares you in advance for what's coming. And you don't know, you don't know what he's preparing you for. Uh, but I can look back at my, uh, all the years um, you know, even before the heart attack in 2017, uh, up till now, uh, I mean, I, I'd realized my mortality, I'm probably not going to live past 75 was my thinking, you know, yeah. at, at that time. I think you're beating the average at that point too. Yes. Yes. I think, <laughs> you are. I think the average is like 74 or 73. That's I, right. I can't remember. And, and thinking, okay, a guy with coronary heart disease, you know, I'm pretty sure I got an idea what's going to kill me. Uh, you know, I, it, it, then that's okay. So you have, you have this walk and it's like, okay, Lord, that's what you've laid out before me. Um, you know, you get on the internet, you look at all the stuff, you know, oh, I should have ate better. I should have exercised more. I should have listened to all that stuff. You know, I have, I, you kind of come to a point where in my mind, it's just like, well, it's too late now. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, if I, if it was diet, I wouldn't know what to eat anyway. Right. Um, you know, if it was, if I should have exercised more, so what? I, you know, I'm a workaholic type of guy, and so I, it, you know, I don't mind physical work, but it's, it's uh, my body is at a point where it can't really handle it that much. And you sit back and you, you kind of sit there and say, this is kind of my lot in life now. You know, this is what God has given me, and maybe I'll make 75. I'll be happy. Okay. Well, then, lo and behold, when I had the heart attack, I. I asked the Lord, hey, can, will you heal my heart? You know, and I'm sitting back and I'm, you know, that was my prayer. And um, not knowing how he was going to answer that prayer type of thing. Then all of a sudden you get to the point where the doctor has put you in the hospital and says, you're going to have double bypass surgery now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like you're going to do it now. Uh, we're not even going to let you just get out of bed to walk the halls because 
you're you're <laughs> you're very critical right and and I'm sitting back and I'm going, Lord, what's going on here? You know, and I, this is how I prayed and this is what I was looking for. But okay, whatever. And, you know, I'm going to have surgery and uh, go from that. So I started the process of preparing my family. And, uh, and then lo and behold, I have the surgery. Um, uh, there were some complications, not real serious, but uh, enough complications where I was supposed to wake up at one in the afternoon. And didn't, they didn't bring me out until about 930 at night. You know, so there was some bleeding and stuff that they had to stop first. But um, uh, what was so uh, interesting about that is when the surgeon was all said and done, the, you know, there's a female surgeon, and she says, uh, well, you're good for another 20 years. <laughs> and I'm going, what? No, I got coronary heart disease. And she says, oh, no, we bypassed all that diseased area in your heart. She says, you're good for another 20 years. Yeah. And I'm sitting back and I'm saying, yeah, you're talking 90 years old. Come on. Yeah, you're going to have to get hit by a bus. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it brought me back to my prayer. Lord, heal my heart. Right. And he did it in a way that I never expected. Yep. You know, by going through the surgery, by going through the pain and the difficulty, uh, and by, you know, by preparing my family, by preparing my mind, putting it, all, putting it in his hands, and lo and behold, uh, I got another 20 years, according to the surgeon. Right. Now, if that's true or not, I don't know. Right. But that is, you know, that, that's the outcome. And Lord, you chose to heal me that way and, uh, and give me time with my family again that I didn't expect. And you come away just very, very thankful. Yeah. You know, those that are listening, I encourage you to listen to the perspective that Mike is giving because you learn in life one of two ways. You learn by going through what he just went through where you learn by listening to people who have gone through what he just went through. Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, I realized that back in college. I can remember um, I kept getting injured while I was playing football. I was too small for big sport probably, and those big guys were brutal, and they would beat me up, and then I would end up in the hospital and get something put back together. And I can remember once I was in there for a, another hand operation, and I was waiting for it. And, and while I was in the hospital, I really couldn't do much, but – spend time reading it, we didn't have internet back then oh sure you know right, so right. i mean we didn't even have computers back then if you had a typewriter you were lucky so i'm 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 just reading my bible and i'm thinking you know whenever i get injured like this god i spend a whole lot more time with you yes and i yeah. could almost hear god say yeah. i didn't but it was like what do you think you keep getting injured <laughs> for <laughs> It's like, don't you want to learn this lesson and do something else? And I thought, you know what? I can remember laying in that hospital bed and trying to make a deal with God. I, I don't know if you should make deals, but it was like, you know what, God? If you just keep me out of here, I'll I'll make a pledge to get to know you and spend time with you without you putting me in here. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that kind of thing. Now, I, and I've had surgery since, so I'm not sure. And each one you learn something through. Oh, yes. But the bottom line really is, you know, there will be times where every human being will be faced with their mortality. Yes. You yeah. will be faced yeah. with it. And you will feel helpless. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter how strong you are today. It doesn't matter how tough you are. It doesn't matter how rich you are today. There will be a time where you're faced with something where you look at it and go, this is totally out of my control. And I want to encourage those listening again. You need to have a relationship with the only one that's in control. Yes. And when you have a relationship with the one that's in control, when you're out of control, don't worry about it. 
because the one that's in control will take care of you and all the other details. And that's, uh, that's the principle I, uh, that I, I'd like to get across um, in this session is the whole fact is I've learned in my life that when things happen, uh, you find yourself in circumstances, those things are out of control. Um, <clears throat> what did Jesus do? You know, he, he turned into the, into the, the conflict emotionally, uh, totally. He was, he turned into it. He didn't turn and try to run away from it. Right. And uh, you see so many people now dealing with health issues in this world that are, that are just frantic because this cancer or this heart problem or whatever it may be is going to take my life. And they, they run to every possible place they could absolutely run uh, trying to get away from it. Right. You know, and, and their own power do something about it. And I have learned through life when I have circumstances that come up, especially those that are out of my control, um, you turn into them. Right. You turn into it and embrace it because you'll find God in the midst of it. And he's handling it. He's taking care of it. Uh, the fear disappears. The helplessness disappears. And you you are able to um, just kind of sit in his peace in Absolutely. the process. Yeah. And that's so valuable that I want to get across to people. You got to have that relationship first, though, yeah. in order for that to happen. But it's okay. I mean, turn into it. See what he's going to do. Yep. And um, in my case, he could have took me home to be with him. Hey, I, that, that would have been a win for me, yeah. you know, because my family would have been taken care of. And, um, or he, he chose to leave me here. He must have something for me to do. Uh, and, uh, and I still have, you know, my kids and grandkids uh, to love and care for. We got some foster kids that we, we try to care for in my family. And you sit back and you, I, I have a purpose then, yeah. you know. He's got me here for a reason. Yep. And let me go at it. You know, it's a go, Lord. <laughs> where, yeah. What's the next thing? Yeah. And that's kind of where you end up at. Well, you know, and I encourage as I look at you, I, I keep thinking, you know, if I'm a young person and I want to learn something, if I do want to learn something, it's, you know, the, the, the tragedies in life or the struggles in life, they, they don't just appear normally. Right. They happen through habits. They, they happen through slow you know, we, a lot of times we're told about Satan and his traps. In the Bible, the word schemes is used. Uh, yes. So he, he schemes against us. But the idea of being trapped is very simple. They're, um, up up in our area here, people trap. They trap different animals in the winter. Yeah. And and the very simple way you trap is you find the method, the, the plan that uh, an animal's on. This is the path they're going on. This is the path they're used to. And you let them go on it every day. You don't do anything to disturb it. And then one day you put a snare or a trap in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. And you get them. Yeah. You get them doing their normal routine. We as people sometimes think, you know, I did something wrong, but it didn't cost me, so I'll do it wrong again, so I'll do it wrong again. And then one day when we get caught in it, we say, boy, I shouldn't have done wrong. Now, you can apply that in many ways. You can say, you know what? I'm not intimate with God. I'm not reading the Bible you know what? I'm still healthy. I have my job. My family likes me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what are you waiting for then? You're going to wait for the tragedy that is going to come? Yeah. It, yeah. You, what we do is do what's right. And we do it from the time we're young. And when the tragedies come, you'll go right through them because you'll walk with God through them. That's right. But if you're not walking with God, what are you going to do? Yeah. Because you got to have a foundation on the other side. So when you go through that difficulty, I, I always look at the difficulty as, as uh, you know, first of all, I'm going to learn something through this. 
maybe it's sin in my life that needs to be corrected. Maybe it's, it's uh, just the circumstance where you're being tested. Uh, you have this, this trial in your life. So go ahead, turn into the conflict, turn into the circumstance, turn into the, into the emotion of it all, and you'll find God on the other side. Yep. But when I turn away and try to run away from it and try to deny that the problem is there, try to deny that, that, uh, that uh, God can fix this, try to fix it myself, I find, I find the, uh, the worry goes on, the helplessness happens, the depression happens. All those things happen because um, I'm not in the right place. I'm right. running. Instead of turning into it, I'm running away from it. Right. And uh, it is, uh, so people, people look at me and say, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, th th that's going to hurt. Yep. And, yep, it's going to hurt. You're going to turn into it. It's going to hurt. But you'll find God on the other side of it. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay. You know, not only that, you, how many children do you have? I got three kids. And how many grandkids? Uh, Twelve grandkids, and okay. uh, right now we got two foster grandkids. Okay, and they're all looking to you and your wife to see how to navigate this. Yes. Yeah. Now, you can't forget that. You, yeah. you are actually, you know, you're teaching because you're the senior level of your family. Yes. So yeah. your marriage now is teaching the foster kids and your kids what marriage looks like. That's your that's what you're doing. Yeah. So therefore, you need to love your wife and love God and as I tell kids all the time and do it in public. You yes. know what I mean? Because your kids are watching you. You you made a, a significant statement when you had the the heart problem. You called your children. Mm -hmm. Correct? Right. You got to talk to them. They got yeah. to hear your heart in in essence, not your physical heart. Yeah. They got to hear your other heart. They yeah. got to hear your mind of what you're thinking. And believe it or not, those are tremendous lessons for the next generation. They may not say they picked up anything. But what when they hang up the phone from dad talking to him and saying, here's the situation. Yeah. You know, even when you called me and talked to me. Yeah. I thought, no, God. <laughs> you know. <laughs> In one way, I was very thankful because I knew you had a problem. Yep. And and I and I kept wondering if you're just going to fall over dead driving home or fall over dead here at, at camp or whatever else. And I and I'm thinking I don't want that. Yep. You know <laughs> I, I don't want that anywhere. But I I really don't want to get that phone call. However, it was one of those moments where again you're hit with okay. So then I watch you go through it and you went through it as somebody who loves God. And the and the ironic part was that. You got operated on the day before I did, and I got a, a hip replacement. Yeah, that's right. We're so both. <laughs> I, I, I am. My mine was. Uh, thank you for putting everything in perspective. I was a kuna matata, and I'm thinking this is a hip. You know, what I mean, this, this is nothing. But but the bottom line was, so I'm getting ready to go in the hospital, but I'm waiting for word from you. Right. And I'm thinking, talk about two guys that are here in administration and a ministry. We're both waiting for each other's news on, on operations. We can't control a whole lot in life. That's right. But in the whole process, I got to tell you, I was rejoicing in the Lord that we could trust in him, that he could be one that is trustworthy. And I'm so thankful yeah. for, for that. But I want our listeners to know, I don't care what age you are as a father or mother, you're listening to brother, sister, you get a chance to demonstrate to those that you love the reality of what it looks like to walk with God. If you're a married couple and you're listening, you get a chance to demonstrate what marriage looks like to the next generation. 
if you go through cancer, you go through a, a heart attack, whatever it might be, yeah. you get a chance to demonstrate to the next generation what hope looks like. Because every single one of them is going to go through this trail. Now, not, maybe not heart attack, maybe not cancer, but every single one of them will go through a time where somebody that's very close to them, and you at this particular time, but even in now their own immediate family, the younger kids, they're going to go through a time where yeah. where you leave this planet. Yeah. And they need to have models. We're the models. Live like a model, not like a Hollywood model. But like a godly model. When I talk to my uh, my kids and uh, and a couple of my grandkids, I didn't talk to all of them. But uh, it, it's kind of funny because they they start the phone conversation with you know how are you doing, Dad? You know, a type right. of a conversation they were concerned about me. And uh, once they understand that, hey, I'm fine with whatever happens. You know, right. I, everything is good here on this end. Uh, they kind of come away with a different perspective on, on, um, you know, gosh, I didn't expect that reaction. Right. You know, I was expecting worry. I was expecting something. And, you know, they're obviously younger. <laughs> I mean, you, you want your kids to see that, um, that your, your, your foundation is in Christ, not in the things of this world, not in a surgeon's hands. Not in uh, in anything else, but it's in it's in Christ. And when that right. when that happens, you put them at ease. You yep. put they are more comfortable. If if Dad's okay with the way things are going to happen, and whatever happens comes out the other end, well, they become more comfortable. Right. And uh, and then talking to the grandkids, it was just another whole uh, picture of uh, you know, you know, Dad or uh, your grandpa, you'll be okay. You know, type of thing, and yeah, I'm 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 with God. I'm okay. Yeah. God and I are good. Yep. No matter what happens, don't worry. I'm going to see you again someday. Yeah. And, and, uh, and it's go, important you don't lie to them. It's like you're going to be okay. It's like I don't know. Yeah. As right. far as physically, yeah, not sure. Yep, that's right. But see, the the wonder of that is that God designed it so that one generation can model to the next generation success. Yes. You yeah. can do that. You can talk about it, but when you talk about it, that's cheesy because anybody can talk big words. When, when you start going through life and death situations and you start living in those realms, you get a, a platform that's very unique. Yeah. And you've got to take advantage of that platform because every single human being is going to die and we're all going to go through something where we lose those that we love. Yeah. And, and you can't be protected from that. So... The older generation, and I don't care how young you are, if you're a young parent, you're the older generation to those children. <laughs> That's right. You need to guide them through this. Even when somebody, like a grandpa, you know, you're, if, if you did die, your children would need to guide your grandchildren through this process. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And so. that's important for all of us to understand. This is the time to model our consistency with God. Now, if you're one that is not walking with God, you don't know God, then there's no way for you to model anything correctly. Yeah. And we invite you. Go to John 3.16. God so loved the world that gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. You can be in God's family. You can accept the gift of salvation that God gives to you if you want it. And then you can have God as your heavenly father. And in the next segment, on, uh, we're going to talk about Psalm 91. So if you go to that next one, bring out your Bible. And, and we want to talk about what it's like to have God as our refuge, our shelter.
because that's what actually matters in those tough times. You're listening to Younger Older. I'm Dave Wager here in the studios at Silver Birch Ranch. Goodbye for now. <laughs>